Yes, Yes, people, welcome back to the Property Strategist Podcast. Yes, sir. Mm. How's everyone doing today? Sweet like honey. Had an eventful morning and afternoon. Yeah? Yeah. This, this guy's always late to the podcast. Yeah, man. I mean, back in the day, it used to be me, apparently. Last time but always. Nice. Spoiler. Today, your tire's... Tire. Yeah. Tomorrow, is going to be something else. Something else again. Disgraceful. It's not good, I is apologize. it? I apologize. I don't apologize. Look Sorry for what? <laughs> Sorry for what? These pride. things happen to me. These <laughs> yeah, things happen yeah. to me. But who's in the building, man? Quickly. Gokes is in the building. The boy Kenny's here. Akin's in the building. And we've got, got a very special girl. Very special. Very special. They're always special, but this is a special, special one. This is a different caliber. This is this is this is sis in the building. So introduce yourself. Hi everyone, my name is Lamade. Hey. <laughs> celebrity in the room, you know. Come on. <laughs> boy, celebrity in the room. Fresh from South Africa, Dubai. Where else? Uh, to Norway most recently. Norway, yeah, mm. client trip. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. oh wow! Sorry. <laughs> 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 now I've known for a little while now, man. So yeah. I'm just it's so good to um, see her doing so many good things, and we were planning to have you on for time. Actually, we've mm. always been you know asking. Well, people have been asking to have you on, and I wanted to get you on. So today we do it finally. Um, before we get started and get into the nitty gritty of all the amazing things you do, like who is Lamy Day for the guests that don't know you? <laughs> Um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Summarize I would it. say, um, mainly a corporate babe. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I have a lot of other things that I do on the side that I'm quite passionate about. So I work for an investment bank in London. So that's my, my main thing. But then on the side, I do content creation. So I cover all topics, money, side hustles, property. Um, and then obviously I invest in property as well. So I've currently got two um, properties in my portfolio. Amazing, 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 amazing. Summation. <laughs> that was very good summation to be honest. Yeah, I think it was amazing to be fair. Mm. And um it's crazy because I don't know when I first met you, I think it was been like two years ago, three years ago, I met you at Aisha's event. Aisha event. Um shout out to Black Property Network. Yeah. Um we was at an event um and you were sort of helping out. Yeah. Uh, Aisha's kind I, of... I don't remember you. <laughs> mm. No, I don't. I don't remember so you. Before this episode starts, yeah, just understand that me and Lamy they have a good, you know, you know, brother sister relationship. So you can be very cheeky. So I'm just gonna put that out there now because I just know you're gonna be sending shots. I'm, 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 I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready for you. I mean, straight away, you know, just <laughs> just in there. But um. Mm. I remember meeting you. Um, mm-hmm. You're sort of. I see you as like a little, uh, not a little, but like a, a mini Aisha at the time. Which oh. You've grown since then, but at the time I just saw you as like a mini Aisha at the time doing your thing. And um, later on, we met with um, obviously getting your first property. But um, and obviously since then I've seen you do amazing things. But just I want to understand your background today. You mm-hmm. know, learn a little bit more about you. Um, you know, your family is very interesting, and I want. Say it myself. I let you talk about it, <laughs> but like you know, you your brothers are quite out there. You know, not just the younger ones, but the older ones who well, actually know through football as well. Shouts to it. yeah, you yeah. never told me that. Uh, surprised <laughs> you today. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a great footballer as well. So mm. I've met him through other stuff like that, and um, I just wanted to learn about your background, how how it was growing up. You know, when you're younger, basically. Okay, yeah. So I grew up in East London, not far from here, with um, just my mum and my three brothers. Mm. And yeah, we had a good upbringing. Um, like my mom is cool and stuff like that. I think 
most relevant to today. Um, we didn't obviously grow up with a lot of money or resources and stuff as my mum was a, a single mum. Mm. And to be fair, I feel like she did, it wasn't that she didn't earn a lot of money because she worked really, really hard. Mm. But my mum was one of those African parents that was always sending money back to oh, Nigeria. Mine too. That, oh, was, always, <laughs> that was always bringing people to, like, to live in the house and stuff. Oh, yeah, one auntie's talking in your mouth like this, yeah. <laughs> So I feel like that kind of squandered a lot of um, our finances growing up. And so we were very much like living check to check. I wasn't even saying it was check to check. It was like, you you would know my mom got paid and that the, the first two weeks would be good. Sweet. And then the last two weeks was just, mm. it was just a struggle. Yeah. So I feel like that shaped um, a lot of who I am today. But I think like, regardless of that, um, it was a really good upbringing my mom was very supportive she wasn't like overly strict like a lot of African parents and then I would say as well like I had uh, my older brother who was ended up being like the father figure as what usually happens I in a single know. parents mm. household he was a good role model as well growing up he was a bit he was a bit mm-hmm, but like you said he, he got into football and I think that kind of kept him on the straight and narrow yeah. and obviously I have two younger brothers mm. and I think my older brother being a good example really helped them as mm. well because they could have got swept up into all sorts as well mm-hmm. and so yeah so they're both doing well um so the my brother after me he is um an actor in Top Boy if anyone's oh, watched oh, it which one? Stefan I know Stefan that's your brother <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. her family's famous they like come yeah. King Condition of England. No, but real talk though, she's she's doing well. She's, they're all doing well, man. Boy. Oh man. Um and then my brother after him as well, he's also in, in Top Boy as well. Um mm, probably wouldn't know him, but yeah, he, he got into that as well. Oh. And so, yeah, so we've had like a really, um, we were very close growing up. Like my mum forced us to be close because her growing up with her siblings, they weren't very close. Mm. Um, and so like that was one thing that she wanted. Like she wanted us to always help each other oh. and she forced us to be together. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like my, my upbringing. Yeah. I mean, with your brothers, I actually thought you'd be more tomboy, you know, you got three of them, right? Yeah. But you're quite a girly girl. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying in general. Like, I thought you, when, when, I, when I see your brothers, I thought, oh, yeah, maybe you'd be naturally. Were you a tom- tomboy when you were younger? I was. I definitely mm. was. I, I Actually, I think that I picked up a lot of traits from my brothers. Like, I'm very, very competitive. Mm. Like, if my brothers are racing, I'm going to race as well. Wow. Like, my older brother is older than me. My little brother, he's definitely strong. But I will, like, get mm. involved in that. <laughs> and I think that competitive spirit has definitely helped me. So I think they've definitely influenced me a lot. And I think as well, just normal things. Like I'm very comfortable around guys and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Some girls who don't grow up with guys, guys aren't very, so yeah. they shaped me, but not to be. Okay, cool. Well, that's, you know? that's good to know. That's good to know. And obviously, for, just for people as well, for the audience that are listening in, like, you know, obviously you're doing um, amazing stuff on YouTube and obviously in real life, but your content, I love it because it's very relatable. Um, it's very concise, I would say. Do you know what I mean? It's not very aimless. It's very strategic the way you put stuff out. Mm. Um, like, what was your first introduction into business, property? And um, was this like, you know, talk to me about that. Was it through uni or was it through an avenue that you kind of got aware of business and property and those sort of things? 
Yeah, um, I wouldn't say I'm too much of a businessy person, but I did mm. start like my first venture very, very early. I mm. think I was like 14 or something like that when mm. I started my first business. Um, and I would always say that that was because I think when you don't grow up with loads of money, there comes to a certain point where you don't want to ask your mum for money anymore because mm. you know mm. she doesn't have, have like it. you have kind of like an understanding mm. of what's going on. Mm. And so when I saw the opportunity to start something, I did like a summer school and I showed my garments on Facebook and then people were like, oh, can you make that for me? And I was mm. like, oh, like this is something. So that's when I started my first <clears throat> business and stuff. But I did that. And then that was before I was super into education. That was like when I was doing my GCSEs. And then I did that for a bit. But I think when I really started to take it seriously was I was in uni mm. and I knew that banking was something that I wanted to do because one thing that was always very important for me was financial security because I didn't have that growing up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna do banking. This is the most lucrative path, especially in London, like the mm -hmm. finance centers. Like, okay, I'm gonna do banking. And I was watching YouTube <clears throat> and I was just like doing my work, watching YouTube, like wasn't really paying attention to what I was watching. And then this YouTuber, she did like hair stuff. She was like, oh, I'm gonna do my budget for this month. So this month I wanna make like 50K. And I remember I just, huh? I stopped my work and I looked and I said, <laughs> I said, and at that point, like the graduate <clears throat> jobs, like the good graduate jobs were paying you 50K. So I was like, what do you mean you're going to make 50K in one month? Mm -mm. And that's when I realized that, okay, there's a life outside of this corporate world mm. and there's money to be made outside mm. of this corporate world. And that's when I was like, I'm going to start going after that sort of stuff and not mm. just be solely focused on, on corporate. Mm. That's interesting. Cause I know you, your whole thing is that you have this <clears throat> strong, corporate background um and we spoke about before like um on the phone and stuff but you could easily go down that route and get to the highest level of that but then this this door of like content creating has sort of creeped his head and things like that so it's interesting to see how that part is kind of colliding with it like is there any like yeah. is anyone you looked up to in that space other than that, that lady that kind of made you think okay this is possible this is how I possibly i could do it or are you kind of freestyling with the way that you're putting out content or how, what's your thought process? I would say not really in terms of people that I looked up to because mm. actually when I started YouTube, there were a lot of people like, oh, are you sure you should be doing that in corporate? Or, mm. or, or you're not going to be able to get another job if they find out you have a YouTube channel, stuff like that. Mm. There was one guy called Afsar Hussein who used to make like finance videos. But mm. in terms yeah. of like um, being a content creator and being in banking, I kind of paved my own path. There were a few mm. people that I looked up to in the States and stuff, mm. um, but not really. Cause a lot of the, the, so I used to watch a lot of YouTube and I would watch a lot of like um, college vloggers in, in the States mm. and I'd love them cause they were academic and I was academic. But then as soon as they finished college because they had built up that YouTube base, they would never go to down the traditional route. Mm. They would always like become a content creator. Mm. And I remember being frustrated like, oh, like I want to see someone do the corporate mm. thing. Cause I knew that that was what I wanted to do. And so I said like, okay, I'm going to be the first person to, to do mm. it. Yeah. Um, so no, there's not really anyone that I see. Can I just ask sense. though, like why do they always say that you can't do content and then be working in like a corporate role? Like what's the negative of doing content and working in that role? Um, there's so many things. I think the, like the, the content creation mindset and then the traditional banking corporate consulting mindset, they don't, the people who are in those fields, they don't understand the online mm. world. Like they're so like some of some people can be so like dismissive. They can mm. talk that talk down on it. Oh, like, oh, they just kids just making silly videos on TikTok. This kid is making more than you. You've been working here for 10 years. You've been working here for 10 years, slaving. And that silly kid making silly videos is making more than you. So these people in corporate, they don't understand it. And then there's also like another thing of conflicts of interest. So being a banker, there's certain things that I can't talk about online because I'm seen as representing the firm. Um, so there's that conflict as well. But I think more so it's just a mindset of people for like, 
And it, I find it so weird because when you apply to these institutions, right, they want people who have done a bunch of different things. They mm. want the people who are entrepreneurial, yeah. stuff like that. Mm. But as soon as you start, mm. all of a sudden, too much, you can't ooh, do it. Much, yeah, yeah. Much, you can't ooh, do it. Yeah, you need yeah. to stay focused on your job. You, mm. Or don't get distracted. Um, but I think that mindset is is slowly mm. changing. Because yeah. now like, I'm quite open about my YouTube channel and stuff. And my firm is now getting me to do... Um, oh. Yeah, now they're yeah. getting me to hey. do... Um, the followers getting up. Hey, up, man. <laughs> <laughs> they want me to come and do a talk on how to do work-life balance and stuff yeah. like that. Oh. But then, mm. you know how it is. So, so yeah. like, like, what was your timeline? So you went to uni, yeah. you mm-hmm. studying uni, and then when were you starting to think about YouTube? When did you start? Yeah. It'd be good, good to know that, that transition from uni to, to corporate... Banking, uh, I think he did like an internship and stuff like that. What mm-hmm. was that route? Yeah. And then, yeah, talk about the YouTube as well, but I want to talk about that route a little bit as well. Yeah, so I think it all kind of ties in. So I think I met Aisha. So Aisha is the founder of the Black Property Network yeah, yeah, and yeah, Propel. Yeah. Maybe going into, at the end of my first year, going into my second year, I always mm-hmm. knew I wanted to do banking from A-level, so I was already like doing the things that I needed to do. Mm. Um, but then when I heard her story, so a summation of her story is she was in banking as well. Yeah. Um, and I think by the time she was like 30, she was maybe like doubling her income from property and then she left. And I was like, oh, this is something that I want to do. And so I knew that banking internships are very, very lucrative. I always tell people this, like we, on my internship in my second year of uni, we were getting paid a thousand pounds a week and it was a 10 week internship. (gasps) Yeah, so they're very, very lucrative. So when I knew- (laughs) (laughs) The link will be below somewhere. Somewhere, we'll get 11 days below the link. When I knew I wanted to do, um, when I w- knew I wanted to buy a house, I mm. knew that I needed to get the, that internship because that's mm. going to really help me. Mm. Um, and so I did that. I got the internship during my second year and then I converted that to a full-time role. And I, I she was actually one of the people who told me, oh, like, you know, like people are doing like YouTube and stuff. Like maybe you should do that. Mm. And But I was already going through this phase where at uni, I think a lot of people go through this as well, where you're just kind of thinking like, like what? what am I doing? Like, where do I want to go? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, what, what am I passionate about? I remember I was so obsessed with finding my passion, finding my passion. Yeah. And someone must have said to me, like, what is it that you used to do before when you were younger that no one asked you to do that you just mm-hmm. naturally just used to do? Mm-hmm. That is probably something that's aligned to your passion mm-hmm. because that was something that you did you. without anyone asking you. you. And I remember when I was younger, I used to run a blog with my friend mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed doing that. Nobody asked us, we wasn't getting paid nothing. We just did it because mm-hmm. we were passionate. So I started blogging at first on YouTube and I was, and I was blogging about like, um, I did one about internships and I don't know, I was just like sharing stuff online, but really and truly I knew I wanted to get onto YouTube, yeah. but the blog was what built up my confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started that at the end of my first year going into, um, going at the end of, sorry, at the end of my third year of university starting work. So I'd started it before I went to work, which mm-hmm. was important as well, because I didn't want my work to tell me I couldn't do it. I wanted to start mm-hmm. it before they could say, mm-hmm. you can't okay. do it. Yeah. No, that's something that I like though. You know, like, um, videos when they show day in the life and things like that that's what people are interested in yeah because there's a lot of theory and there's a lot of people that want to do that Mm. but then in terms of it being practical okay but what does this practically look like on my day to day so Mm -hmm. when you did that and whenever people are doing it like i watch videos of like day in the life of like um uh what do you call it garbage truck guy Mm. i was just curious yeah i watched the whole 20 minutes Mm. yeah so yeah like i do appreciate those you know that kind Mm. of content so yeah it is amazing how's it been how's it been being a content creator because i think as you started like you said it was more internship getting to this getting to that i feel like you kind of found your lane a bit now with it where it's like international corporate 
you know, property. International babe. property. <laughs> now we, call, we call it international lamb. Lam- now from now on. International lamb. But like, how did you? How do you? How was it? Found your lame. How is YouTube as a platform to grow your following? How have you found the whole process and where are you with it now? Like, you'll be no, good to understand that. Yeah, I think the thing with content is, especially like, it's so important when you're creating content online to mm. like. You kind of got to be careful as on what you blow up as because mm. whatever you blow up as that's where you get the majority of your followers mm. and that's what they continuously want from mm. you and so when i was realizing that i don't want to be i don't just want to be this corporate girl because what if i decide to leave corporate next year and you guys are only fo- following me because you want to see corporate stuff mm. so i started to think about okay cool, what is it that i'm always going to be interested in what is it that i'm always going to do and i'm always going to be after money mm. i'm always going to be investing in property, property yeah. and i'm interested in business so i was like yeah. this is more long lasting for me because like i have a lot of people who do like there are loads of like study YouTubers, right? Mm. Who like, they take people through their university journey. But after you finish uni, it's only three years. Mm. Then what do you do That's with the good. online stuff, mm. right? People are no longer interested. Mm. Um, so that was why I was like, I don't want to, even when I was doing the banking stuff, I never put in my banner or anything, finance, yeah. banking. And cause I was like, mm. I know this is going to change yeah. soon. You don't want to box them. Yeah, I didn't want to box it. myself in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that I kind of found the stuff that I'm actually interested in talking about, and I can mm. talk about freely, mm without my job because mm. when I was doing the banking stuff there was some stuff I couldn't say mm. as well but this money stuff you lot can't tell me but yeah, I kind of yeah, can't yeah, say yeah, yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> but it'll be good to work your first property um, mm-hmm. and that process as well um, yeah how did yeah. you get your first property what was that process like what, what, what was the penny dropping moment and it was like okay I've got enough money to actually go with this now let me start, let me start the process like, what was that process like yeah, so like I said, I mean, so I bought it was like six, seven months when I just came out of uni, mm, right? That's but crazy. But I always way. tell mm-hmm. people that the process started way before. Like mm. I've been saying, second year of uni was when I was like, okay, I know I want to buy. Uh, mm. And so what I was doing um, is I, so Aisha was kind of like the person who I saw was like my mentor, mm. un- informal mentor. So you knew Aisha during uni? Or? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I met her, I met her, she was speaking at an event and I just like shot my shot in her. Shoot your in, shot. <laughs> on LinkedIn yeah. and just like tried to relate to her as much as possible. And LinkedIn, then did you hear that? Yeah. LinkedIn. <laughs> and then sure, we went for coffee and stuff. Mm. Um, like, so mm. what I was doing is I knew that I had a lot to learn. Mm. So what I said to her is what we agreed is that I would come and work for her companies for free mm. in exchange for being able to come to those events and listen to people and oh. all of that stuff. So I was trading my time mm. for for knowledge, which, which I needed. So I did that all through uni. And then I was starting to think about, okay, cool. So what are the practical steps? Like I actually need to start going. Cause I mm. think that was one thing I was doing for a while, just listening to podcasts mm. and reading and stuff like that, but like take action now, like, yeah. 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 So it got to that point. Um, and then I think I realized I needed three pay, pay slips. So I, read, I had the money there because I was saving during uni. I was doing these internships. I did a gap year as well. So I had the money there, but I had to wait for three months to have three pay slips. And then as soon as I got those three places, like I was on the phone to the broker, like, let's go, let's, let's go. go. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't easy though, because trying to get a buy to let mortgage as your first, oh, first one. as your first one, oh. it wasn't easy. The first broker that I told, I, I um, spoke to was like, this is not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna be able to do this. Um, what was the main factor? Your age or yeah, what was it? He just he, he just he basically said that you need to get your own house first. Yeah, like, why are you trying to? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Against yeah, it was like, oh, no lender's gonna want to give you any money. You just graduated. You just this. You don't have a track record. You don't even have yeah, one all year. Of that. Mm. Before you even carry on with the story, I just want to go back to uni quickly. Mm. You sounded like you were just focused. Focused. Did you not play? Did you? Was it just all hard work <laughs> and savings? <laughs> and and you not play. Uncle Gokey. Did not play. 
raving. No raving. No fun. No fun. Just touch and walk. Okay. I'm trying to make sure. Uncle. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. How was uni? How was... Listen, I didn't go to a uni that was for play. Mm. Like, mm. London School of Economics. So if I anyone see. doesn't know, I studied at London School of Economics, studied economic history. Mm. That uni is known for being antisocial. People mm. just go there to work. After the first few years, like, I'm sorry, not after the first few, after the first few weeks, yeah. everyone's locked in their room mm. all night. It's like, it's, very, it's a very academic uni. It's wow. known as... It's known as the number one uni for people going into banking. So these people are very, very serious. So there wasn't really any of that. Like if you wanted, people who wanted to have fun would go and visit their friends in the Midlands. No, and like, no, yeah, not for now. Aston. Aston. BCU. Leicester. Coventry. They would go to these places to have fun, but not my uni. And I also moved back home my second year to help oh, me stay. Okay. So, but I mean, my idea of, that's never been my idea of fun. I'm not really a raver. I'm not like, that's not me. If I want to have fun, I'll go to something that's Afrobeats related <laughs> or I'll go on holiday or like I go out for drinks and stuff with my friends. So, mm. no, nah, I wasn't really like living okay, it up cool. like that at uni. Okay, cool. But yeah, so carry the story. Coming out of uni. Uh, so, so, so you spoke to your broker, just some, yeah, you spoke to another one, I guess? Yeah, and then I realised that, okay, cool, I think I'm going to need to get a buy-to-let specialist broker because mm. these other brokers that I'm speaking to are, are telling me that it's not possible. Mm. Where did You're you find him, uh, um, him or her, by the way, the first broker? The first one was actually a work-recommended one. Okay. Yeah, so that was that's probably the biggest <laughs> error anyway. Um, and then the second one, I just typed in online, buy to let broker. And I literally used the buy to let broker mm. brokerage. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was it. It was during lockdown, so it was pretty hard. So Akin was my, my saucer. Oh, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> but yeah, no. But even then, I, I think I, I gave him, I gave him, I gave oh, him. Oh process was long anyway. <laughs> I always calling him, asking him questions, right. due diligence in him, because yeah, I needed to know what right, I was getting myself yeah, into. Right, yeah. <laughs> I remember that first call I had with you actually. I remember I was, I was in Wolverhampton, we were running around doing rent to rent stuff. Mm. And um, Aisha's um, husband, um, I think he told me, it was either her or him, tell me I got a call with you. So we organized a call. And straight away when I was talking to her, I was like, this, this, this is gonna, yeah, not going to be an easy one. So I'm looking for this house. I want this. I want that. I want this. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I've got this great deal. But have you got this? Have you got that? No, Lamy does not play, you know. You can't just give her any deal or just Do you whatever. Know what like, she, she does her due diligence. Like, she does not play. Like, First of all, I think sometimes, yeah. And you, you give you the run for the money. Even when you're charging her. Can you not bring it? Uh-uh. Like, I'm doing your service. Play me well. Like, come on, man. No, do you know what it is? I think sometimes, yeah, people forget. I'm a, like, I've been looking at some rent to rent deals, yeah, people mm. sending me. People forget, I'm a finance person. You numbers can't just give true, me true, any true, numbers true, that's true, not true, making yeah. sense. It's like, true, this true. is what I do for a living. I do, I do, I do due diligence on finances. So it's going to make sense. It's and I'm going to ask true. you questions. So, yeah. But it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I think the process was pretty good. I think we, I, I probably sent you at least three deals, maybe two. I can't remember yeah. the process. Maybe two, three deals. And we came across, came across one um, that I viewed maybe a few weeks ago. Um, putting in putting some offers, even with the offer, remember we, we went quite back and forth actually with the. I can't remember; it was not quite a long time ago. But I remember the process of just putting in the offer and stuff was was quite um, went on for a while anyway with the seller. Yeah, and we managed to get it, and um, it was during lockdown as well. Oh, yeah. so I never actually saw the. Pro- I never been inside. Oh yeah, to this day. Oh my days. I've never been inside to this day. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, cool. But how, how how was that? I mean, just actually. Or I was gonna say getting the keys and like taking a picture, but you never been. You got inside. the keys. Yeah, well. I got the keys. <laughs> but um, I remember dropping you off the uh, package thing they give you sometimes. Yeah. They just give you that package yeah, when, you, yeah, when, yeah. You, when you complete. And I remember yeah. giving it to you, and then um, 
Talk about the process when you got the keys. When you when you start managing. Let's... <laughs> How did you feel? And then, and then there's another story, but I wanted yeah. to tell it as well. So basically, so what, what I wanted something for the guests and people that come for me for services. I wanted to tell this part. Go on. Wait, which part are you talking about? I'm talking about the, about the part with Gokke. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. That's what I was talking about. Okay. Yeah. So basically, no, because I was talking to people about, okay, should I manage this myself or should I get someone to manage it? Mm. Some people were saying that manage it yourself so you can learn about learn the process, process and then you can hand it off to mm. someone. I was really like dilly, dilly dallying, like, oh, should I do it or not? Should I do and it having or not? This, was, this property was in the Midlands and you was in London. 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 I was in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought, oh, okay, let me just try it. Let me just try it. So a month goes past now and this, Okay, found the, yeah, the tenant. I found, I found tenant. Yeah, yeah, he found he found he found a tenant. I think it was like the second one because yeah. the first one didn't check out. Yeah. Mm. So a month goes past now, and then I just get a phone call from the tenant, and he's like, uh, "Just to let you know, it has been X amount of days since this has passed, and we haven't been sent the this 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 and that. Therefore, if you want to do section this this this, <laughs> oh, I said, do. you just drop your foot like this. I yes. was like, I know this is your first property as well. This is my first. Yeah. I was someone so, like that. And you're probably in the office right now doing yeah, work or something. Yeah. I was just like. Huh? I was I didn't even know what he was wow. talking about. And I think from then I just realized, you know what? I don't yeah. want to be a property manager. I just want passive income from my property. Honestly. So then I called Goke and I was yeah. like, please, 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 please. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I think about it. <laughs> Goke was and the thing is, uh, originally, 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 I won't lie to you. Yeah. Originally I said to her, just, this, just use management company. Yeah. Square property management's out here were patterned. He'll take care of it. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. I got it. Don't worry. It's fine. I said, no. I saw Goki. I said, she didn't want to give it to me. Okay. He said, don't worry. Leave her. She'll come back. She'll come back. Leave her. I said, are you sure? Easy. Should I tell her? He said, leave her. Guys, Goki was styling on me. He was like, oh, you know what? The time like, I was like, oh, my I don't know if it's day. <laughs> Acting busy. Oh, Acting busy. <laughs> You're bad. Boy. You're bad. Boy. And you knew I was sweating as well. I was sweating. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, and now I would never, I never manage a property again. I'm telling you, it's not for everyone. It's not. Still till today, like I'm less hands-on when it comes to the management stuff. Yeah, mm. I got stuff. But yesterday, let me tell you what happened. Yeah, tell us story. One auntie called me, yeah, mm. and said, "Okay, okay, I'm just calling you because I'm on my way home now, mm. and if I beat up some." I swear <laughs> down, if I beat up somebody at home, I just want to make sure you know. Because Connor said he's going to put plates outside my room. If I see a drop on the floor, I'm going to beat him up and police will come. So if I get arrested, <laughs> I swear I'm, from a to like, Z. I'm just waking up for a wedding, love. Like, you... You have to have time to do all of that. Yeah. You have to have fit skin for that. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the fight as well? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sending him pictures of bruises on his face saying, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so somebody just punched him. It was a HMO. <laughs> two tenants had a fight. Yeah. And one of them punched and then he took a picture Boy. of himself with bruises. Listen. Yeah. 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 Even, even the tenant referencing and selection yeah. process, mm. so important, man. So like it you, you lose if you pick a bad tenant from so the beginning. Because they're gonna. we went to a trash property the other day. You know, someone will stress you out, calling you every minute. So, you know I mean? You you see money and think oh I want this person in but yeah. mm -hmm. I think it's just knowing what kind of investor you want to be yeah I've already found out that mm. you know what Straight away, I just yeah. want the money yeah. and I want an asset that's appreciated mm. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I think I especially with like if you have a full-time job that is a lot as well mm. trying to be managing no in the name of no. 120 yeah, 10% or 12% yeah. Come on, man. it's always about saving time mm. yeah. and stress yeah. 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 please though please though blood pressure is real bro <laughs> But um, right, so I, I, I want to talk about your second property mm. quickly. 
because <coughs> international lambi day now. This, this is international lambi day now. Yeah, yeah, international lambi day now. The video is out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Sick video, sick video. Like, talk us about investing abroad. Where did you invest? Numbers, if you can. How? How? how did where? You know all these things. Who does that? Yeah. Yeah, I think <clears throat> as we were going through the second, the process of the second property. So I was working with Akin again, and mm. was doing the same thing again. But I was just like, you know, when it's just something is just like, mm, like maybe just do something different. Mm. And I think because I've always been like just naturally like. Um, I don't know what to call it, like a good girl. Like I'm always going to do the, the right thing. I'm not going to do so, anything too risky. Mm. That's just the way that I am. But I'm just like, but why though? Like the reason mm. that I'm making all this money and earning all this money is because I can do whatever the hell I want to yeah. do. Mm. And I was just getting so like just bored and just everything was just repetitive. And I was like, no, I want to do something different. Mm. But initially I wasn't even thinking I was going to invest abroad. I was doing something, com- I think something completely different, which mm. I'm not even going to get into. Mm. But, um, and then I don't know. I just started thinking about, okay, I don't even know if I can get into it, but we'll cut it out if you don't feel. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. No, I, I think and I, okay. So I did my five-year plan at one point, and I knew that I wanted to own properties around the world. And I was just like, why not? Why not do it now? Like, mm-hmm. why not? Like, what's what's holding you back? And I thought, okay, cool. I'm gonna think about African African countries because I knew I wanted to go there first. I'm not gonna go to Nigeria, unfortunately, <laughs> at this no, moment. It's like, what is the best? What what African country is the most developed? Is the most, you know, what I mean, like, is okay. most close to where I'm where mm. I'm at right now. And South Africa has that European element because obviously, you know, all the colonization and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. And so that's how how I kind of landed there. But to be honest, even when I was thinking to go there, I was thinking more so about content wise. I was going to go there and do like comparisons, like mm. living yeah. in South Africa versus living in London. Oh, okay. And I just stumbled across this this development, and I was like, oh my god, this is so nice. I didn't even think I was going to buy it, but I was like, I'll just go visit it. Mm. And then I went there, and I was like. Wow. wow, like numbers wise, what, what, what in terms of the cost of living and also the actual, you know, cost of the property, is it similar way off from what we are? Oh, you UK? had one video, it was like, what 500 pounds gets you, and yeah, the difference was mm. mad. Mm. Yeah. yeah, oh my god, I think the, the best thing about traveling, I saw a tweet the other day, and it was like, when you when you go to a different country, you learn so much more about the country that you're from, like, mm. it's so much mm. better to get perspective of the benefits of living in the UK and stuff when you're somewhere else. Mm. And that's what South Africa did for me. Like I saw all the cons of living in the UK, like cost of living wow. is crazy, Man. crazy, crazy, crazy. But I also saw all the benefits as well. Cause I could go, you, even if you're on a 30 K salary, you could go there and you can live like you're rich, rich, rich. Mm. Like you can live like you're rich, rich, rich. So like the mm. nicest apartments was like 500, 600 pounds a month with everything included, like the gym, the cinema, mm. the like uh, everything. Month. Like five, five, 600 a month, um, max, um, month. max. And that's with like maximum security and all of that uh, stuff. Now I have to move to South um, Africa. So yeah, <laughs> South Africa was a vibe. It was, mm. oh, I loved it so much. And it's so much cheaper mm. over there. Mm. And then property wise, like the development that I was in, the most expensive one. And bear in mind, this this development is in like the the location is crazy. Like it's crazy. I don't even know what you would liken it to. Maybe like Canary Wolf, maybe or something. Yeah, maybe like not really Canary. Maybe like Stratford, mm-hmm. but actually not really Stratford because Stratford's a bit it's a bit ghetto. But somewhere like the best private schools, the best hospital, okay. the biggest mm-hmm. mall. Like it was like a, a new That's area. Terrible. The most ex- the penthouse there that was crazy. That was like seven hundred k. And this is a new build. This is a new build, and you know obviously charging a premium yeah. for you. But that was like seven hundred k. Um, and so yeah, it's so cheap. It was mm. so 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 That's cheap. Amazing. But 
like they, the people from there always tell me it's cheap when you're from here. Yeah. Over mm. there, then you know it might be Still more there, equal. Yeah. But when you're when you when you earn in the in the strongest currency in the world, mm. like anywhere you go, you're getting a good exchange right. rate. Right. So yeah, that's amazing, man. I'm yeah. so so pleased that you did that and you documented the journey. Is it a thing that you're gonna continue investing out there? Do you want the next one maybe here? Or do you want to go another location again? Or I, you I, I know I, the answer. I, but, I, yeah. Even before that as well, in mm. regards to actually purchasing out in yeah, yeah. South Africa, yeah. did you have to drop the whole 100? Yeah, that's, like true. that's true. Mortgage yeah. like, What's that? And who did you talk to as well to mm. even start the process? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so when I so the good thing when I was when I was out there, I was mm. filming videos on my YouTube channel, and that was a comparison between rental yields over there and rental yields over here. Mm. Unnoticed to me, I was doing market research. Ooh. I was going to different right. developments, figuring out what the rental prices are, what yeah, their occupation rates yeah. were. So I was getting, um, mm. I was learning about the market yeah. then. And then whilst I was out there as well, some people had reached out to me. One lady reached out to me, and she has sixteen properties there. Six like another couple in the UK here. Mm. So she gave me the whole lowdown. She okay. showed me all the cons mm. of investing, which I think was important because I was seeing the pros, mm. but I needed to know the cons as mm. well. Um, and so I'll come back to that. But when I was looking, initially I thought I'm going to get a mortgage because you can do that out there. Okay. But oh. their interest rate, 12%. Oh my 12%. God. 12%. 12%. And wow. for like reference over here, it's like what? My buy to let was like three, three point something. Yeah, yeah. And 12%, I was That's like, crazy. nah. Wow. Um, and I was like, okay, let me just try it out. I was trying to like, da, 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 da. but the thing is, yeah, when you buy cash, mm. when I tell you the process is like this, Oh. It's like this. Mortgages complicate everything. everything. It Facts. adds another four, five months because Facts. you're borrowing. You're borrowing someone's money. Yeah, so but when you buy in cash, like when I walked, <laughs> when I was talking to the to the guy initially, a slow response is when I said I'm gonna buy in cash. Quick, <laughs> quick responses. Quick responses. When I even <laughs> it's when I'm talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a national Lambie day. What do you know about her? When I got there, everything was just so much quicker. There was yeah. no stress. Like mm. it was actually like the. So, okay, the process hasn't completed yet. So what mm. I did was there was is a, is a development for, there are four buildings, mm -hmm. two are already done. Those are the ones that I went to see. But there's one main one that's being built currently. Mm. And that one is gonna have the, the, the I don't know gym. what they call it, the, the gym, the club, mm. all the amenities. Wow. And so I wanted to buy in that one because mm. I know that the rental, um, the rental, the rent is gonna be more. Mm -hmm. um, and what that also did for me as well is because I wanted to buy cash, it gives me more time. Mm. So I've put down 50% mm. and then I can put down the other 50% when it's completed, which is at the start wow. of next year. So um, that was a lifesaver as well. Cause now, cause if, if I wanted to pay it in cash, I would clear out everything that I have, mm. but now I've got this six, six month to minimum to, build up to like build up more there capital as well. So that's, that's um, that's kind of what I did. Yeah. And I think the thing that was for me was shocking because I'm buying in cash, my rental, um, cash flow from that property guaranteed mm -hmm. is more than my one from the UK. Wow. And a lot of people say, oh, don't invest abroad, this, yeah, this and that. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. if you mm -hmm. use the right tactic, it is much more. And that yeah. is with, so, cause I want to do an Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And so out there, I don't know if they do this here. Hmm? No, I'm just saying, cause they got the club downstairs. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's literally the perfect location. Yeah. But what they do over there is you go to an Airbnb company and they'll give you guaranteed rent for like three months. I don't know if they do that yeah. here. Uh, I don't think so still. Okay, so they do that out there and so that that rate is better than the one the 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 net is better than my UK property. Mm. And then you have to think about but they're taking profit on top of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how much is how it much really making? Exactly. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think what puts people off doing that is the fact that they don't know where their money's going to. Like someone could just take the money and run mm. away and you know, things like that. So like who did you speak to to actually get the process started? Like did you just think, okay. 
Johannesburg, let me see what's out there. Did you, you know, chat to people on LinkedIn first? Like, how did you actually talk? Or did they have an estate agent and just walk? Yeah, you yeah. just walk straight in. Yeah, so, um, so I found it online and then I spoke to <clears throat> this guy who was like the sales, the sales agent for it. And then when I went there, I spoke to his wife. And then whilst I was there, I was speaking to everyone that was there. Mm -hmm. um, I think I just got lucky that I picked a, a development I don't know if I would have done like something that was like a one-off, like just a one flat mm. in apartment. Because this was a whole new build. Mm. There was like the whole process that was going mm. on. Um, and I trusted the people that I was that I was working with. Mm. They had a good track record. They were like one of the biggest developers in um, Johannesburg as well. Nice. So I could I could I could trust them. And then I spoke mm. to the lady who, like I said, had multiple properties out there. She knew of them as well. Okay. So I was like, okay, cool. This is this is something mm. that I trust. And I, and it is true. I think. Even like when I hear my mum talking about doing business in Nigeria, she's like, you don't know who to trust. Oh, your nice. brother will just your run away with your money. Run, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't going off personal relationships. This is just strictly business relationships. I knew who the law firm was. They were a global <laughs> law firm. Yeah, yeah like yeah. It, was a, it, was, it was a serious something. And I think I was probably paying a little bit more because of that, yeah. but I prefer that mm. than to do something that's a bit... How much did you pay for it? How much is it? So it's 100k. Okay. okay. Wow. Yeah. So the yeah. range is literally about between 100k and like 700k. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. Wake wow. up. Wow. Wake up. And what you showed me, is it the same video that you. Sh Mm -hmm. That is that that's yeah. Not amazing. the penthouse. Okay, so which, oh, oh no, it's gonna be in the in the in the, in the, the next one that they're developing, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. But it's yeah. gonna look similar, no? Like similar. Yeah, no, so the, I got so um the Airbnb company that mm. are out there. Some of them they won't take you on if you have bigger than a one bed because okay. they say that anything more than a one bed is no longer Airbnb. It's now long term let oh. because that's what tends to happen. Oh. So I got um um a one bed. Okay, just cool. a basic amazing, one bed. amazing. But yeah. you know, it's just you doing that, I think yeah. it's because it, we spoke about it, like maybe a, a few weeks before that. Yeah. That uh, someone you met on YouTube or someone you know on YouTube was investing in Bali. Yeah, remember, remember, and yeah, then you were like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That so opened my yeah. mind. Amazing, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Kitty Ashley. Yeah, yeah, She's insane. She sent me the video. She sent me the video, and I saw that, and I said, and that literally opened the door. It's open doors. Yeah, let me. I went to go stay there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You went to go stay there. Wanted to. That thing is like a couple thousand pounds, you know. <laughs> Next time, baby. <laughs> but I think, I think that's that's, that's oh, so important man. because mm. actually I forgot that that was what yeah, opened my mind to investing internationally. Yeah, she's Nigerian. I think she's like an international student yeah, from Nigeria. She's yeah. worked all around like the world, mm. um, and yeah, she built yeah. her own thing ground up in Yo, Bali. Crazy, crazy. And I think that's why mm. so that's why I love social media as well because you can mm. see what's possible. If I'd never seen her do that, I would have never thought about doing things abroad. Honestly, and that's why one of the reasons why. Obviously, you've got the first property, amazing UK, doing really well, managed by the best management company around, doing really well. But when you when you, when we spoke about that, and you actually did it. I was like, rah, you know what? That is sick. That is different. Yeah. That is amazing. You documented it as well. Yeah. I actually want us to have an international property series. So and we're going to South Africa. I'm gonna go and allow them to give us a tour of the. I'm just plugging it now quickly. <laughs> you can't say no now. You can't say no. But we're going like, honestly because there's people doing stuff in Dubai, amazing mm. stuff in Dubai. People doing stuff in Bali. Why are we afraid to go and do that? In our generation, we should be able to. We go need to lift that. the shackles of this life. Yeah. This is it, man. Lift the shackles this of the it. UK. Honestly, yeah, like a lot of people working so from home there. as well. You could you could actually live there. Someone yeah, could actually use the salary literally. here. Go live in South Africa. There you go. Do you know what I mean? Well, so five hundred pound a month. This is it. Imagine. Live lavish. No word. Before you leave, quickly some tips for some people that want to get into property. Anyone else <clears> to get into <throat> content as well? Um, YouTube stuff like that. Just as a quick roundup as well, you can. Um, I think for the property stuff, I think. 
this is like a boring thing to say, but you have to figure out your why. Like one thing you can't do is just, you see someone doing something and I'm just going to do it as well. Like I said, there were so many, there's so many cons to buying in South Africa. One of them being, for example, um, property appreciation. Property doesn't rise the same way UK properties rise, mm. but I was able to counter that because I bought in cash. Sometimes the rents go up, sometimes the rent the rent goes down. Yeah. I don't have a, a bond to pay or interest yeah. to pay, so I don't have to worry about that. Matter, so yeah. you need to understand the whys of why you're doing things. Like I, my whys are beyond what I've shared here. Mm. Um, and so that's why it makes sense for me. Even like just strategy, where people are like, oh, should I do rent to rent or should I do buy to let? Well, those are completely two different things. So what are you going after cash flow? Are you going after long-term appreciation? So when it comes to property, I would say figure out your your why. Like that's the most important thing. Um, and then what was the other one? Content Just content. Where, where are you trying to go with it? Where are you trying to go with it? And um, any tips for anyone that wants to get into content creating? Banking too as well. That's two questions. Okay, take it. Take it now. Just take it. <laughs> um, I don't... Banking-wise, I would just say... Um, I have videos on, on my on my like, my like channel. So if you're interested in banking, I've got resources as well um, on my online site. So that will definitely help you navigate the world of banking and even just corporate in general. Mm-hmm. Um, where do I want to take it? So, I mean... By the time I'm 30, I'm going to have a multi-million pound Amen. property portfolio. Which one is this? Uh, this that's a special one that we do. Kabaya. <laughs> Yeah, I can see, definitely see getting there, man. Honestly, I think you're gonna be huge. I already said it to you, I think you're gonna be huge in the future. Mm-hmm. I think oh, your platform's gonna be, I, yeah, there's no limit to it. I can see you doing big, big things. So, mm-hmm. good luck to you on your journey, mm-hmm. guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Wait, quickly, socials. Oh, oh sorry, I get. I get in hurry. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find me, um, I think, everywhere. Lamade Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. International Lamy Day, thank you for coming through. <laughs> that's um, the title. That's the title. Oh, <laughs> that's the title. Yeah, that's the title of the thing. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Guys, any last words? No, that's it. Nah, that's it, man. Stay blessed. Stay invested. Would you cry or would you try to get me? Tell me now, I want you to be clear. Tell me now.